0: Rob Trujillo, as I was mentioning in the last... E- Wait, is this Patreon episode? What are we doing? No,
1: no, no, we're going to do... This is a regular episode. I don't fucking remember. Um, Queens of the Stone Age, but...
0: Oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, this so, is a regular yeah. episode. On the last last mini-episode, I was one talking about... One week ago... Yes, one for, week ago.
1: For us, three minutes ago, <laughs> Jake was talking about Rob Trujillo and how he said he was he played with Ozzy, and I said, no, he played with Suicidal <laughs> Tendencies, but which instead he of... he did. He did, instead of looking it up. Well, we did look it up just 3 minutes in one week too late for you guys
0: right yeah so what i had a little nugget of information stuck in my head from an interview somewhere and it was Sharon Osbourne she was either telling she was telling the story of when rob was auditioning for metallica and she was either saying are you sure you want to do this? Like, be careful with these guys. Or she's like trying to convince him not to do it or something along those lines. And that's what I remember. I just don't remember where I saw it.
1: I think she would be convincing him not to do it because so uh, like I mentioned three minutes ago, AKA a week ago is that um, we were doing, or I was doing the research for the episode we're going to do on Randy Rhodes. And he was in quiet riot previously. And then he joined up with Ozzy and then, while he was with Ozzy, Quiet Riot did one reunion show, and this is before Sharon and Ozzy were married. Sharon was his manager, mm-hmm. and the manager of this new little band. So Randy Rhodes went back and played one show with Quiet Riot, and she was like, "You better not fucking do that again." So, I wouldn't be surprised if that she that sounds
0: like more of a threat there. Where i sure working? sure those were exact words. Well, she yeah, was like, but like, Don't... like, yeah, he's working for them uh, with ozzy is like don't step out of line again type of a deal like you yeah. work for us not these guys
1: well yeah and i think because ozzy for them was like this huge legend mm-hmm. in the business and quiet riot was only around for like a few years so she was like you're playing with ozzy now like don't fucking do that um hmm so i wouldn't be surprised if she did the same thing with rob but yeah so anyways rob Trujillo. let's talk about all of his fucking bands he's been in. <laughs> he played with uh jerry cantrell for two albums in 2002 black label society also in 2002 man's fucking busy he was with infectious grooves from 1991 until doing albums to, from 1991 to 1999 and then 2008 to 2011 suicidal was like wild play with ozzy too yeah. He, okay. Yeah, he did. I'm
0: picking up more names here. I, I, like, Randy Rhodes is the one fucking name I don't know yeah, for some Zach reason. Yeah, <laughs> Zach Wilde played with
1: Ozzy, and now he is currently on tour with Pantera.
0: Mm-hmm. That was a cool show. Being, if you, if they come through your guys' towns or wherever you're at touring, go see it. If you're a Pantera fan, it was awesome. Yeah yeah
1: zach wilde really you can tell he like at least lifts weights with his right arm just so that he when he wears his sleeveless little vest on stage you can see his biceps like popping out it's working for him
0: right weights
1: um Uh, (laughs) oh okay so also suicidal tendencies from 1990 to 1994 uh played with glenn tipton on an album mass mental for a couple of albums ozzy osbourne on one two three four five albums and he's been with metallica now since 2003 so 20 fucking years longest running bass player in metallica ever Mm -hmm. anyways that's not what we're talking about today even though even though we just talked about it
0: but now we all know now we know a little bit uh history there no confusion
1: don't send us emails right (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I mean, do send us emails,
1: but I wonder if anyone's going to correct us between last week and this week. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Um, would you like to introduce us?
0: Uh, Sure. You're listening to Death by Music podcast. Thanks for joining us. I am Jake and I'm here with Alex. And uh, what you said we were. Oh, there it is. Queens. We are talking about Queens of the Stone Age today. Yeah. This is from faroutmagazine.co.uk. Uh, how the Queens of the Stone Age played the most underground gig of all time by Tom Taylor
1: oh, and this shit just came out like today. Wow, what the fuck? how did I find this
0: tenth of vi- oh shit, huh, at two o'clock th- I was about <laughs> to start counting twelve thirteen fourteen it is two o'clock
1: and it is currently six thirty <laughs> we're good
0: b s t was that bitch standard time <laughs> yeah, oh British Standard time, okay, sorry
1: okay well
0: uh, <laughs> you can cut that out
1: we don't have that many british listeners i don't think but we do have a fuck ton of canadian listeners yo you remember that one girl who yeah. said she brought us all the canadian yeah, listeners yeah yeah, dude we're number 18 on the charts in canada for music history podcasts
0: that's pretty amazing that's the that...
1: highest rank that we've had like ever i think we were number two in chile but that you know i'll how take many... it
0: but, but yeah hey it is... welcome to the show guys uh glad we could give you a false sense of uh believing we're bigger than what we are but hey yeah at least you seem to like us we're
1: huge people recognize (laughs) us in public oh that reminds me i posted a photo from uh what's that show pantera fucking Mm -hmm. stupid idiot we went we all went to pantera and we were all wearing our shirts except for you okay um so mike our security guard yeah yeah, yeah. his on brian was wearing his podcast shirt because i finally fucking gave him one it was a I literally handed it to him right before the show (laughs) and, uh, and I had mine on and I posted a picture of the three of us on the show's Instagram page and this guy commented on it and he was like, Oh, that guy in the middle must be Jake. I recognize, like, his voice, it fits, you know? It looks like he would sound like that. Oh, that makes sense. And I was like, no, it's not Jake. Jake wears a paper bag, you... <laughs> I didn't say that, but... You, guy, like...
0: you guys were... It was your back's face in the camera, right?
1: Yeah, we had two. We did one with our backs and one with our fronts. And I was oh, like... Okay. I thought he was saying that Mike was obviously you. Yeah. And he was like, uh, You oh, know yeah. what? It, either
0: one of them, honestly. I mean... Who knows?
1: Who knows what Jake looks like? I do. But I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna tell you... <laughs> anyways what are we doing queens of the stone age right underground yep okay music and the environment are far more married than you might think it's a weird way to start this article as david byrne explains and david byrne is from talking heads in a sense the space the platform and the software makes the art the music or whatever after something succeeds More venues of a similar size and shape are built to accommodate more production of the same. After a while, the form of the work that predominates in these spaces is taken for granted. Of course, we mainly hear symphonies in symphony halls. Josh Homme knew this more than most. His first band, Kios, manifested their outside-of-the-mainstream rock status by throwing parties in the desert. That sounds fun. This spawned desert rock. However, this label didn't pertain simply to where they were playing geographically. In other words, this wasn't simply ordinary rock played in Palm Springs. Nada. A new genre was born because the geography of the area itself impacted the band's sound as the mountains miles in the distance created feedback. Cool. Uh, so the band had to slow down to a sludgy pace to maintain rhythm.
0: Yeah, that would throw you off with an echo that that long. you bouncing back like super slow yeah. like that it's gonna fuck it's gonna fuck you up it's like trying to play rock band or something without uh calibrating it
1: that's interesting i've never seen a show in the desert so i don't have any fucking
0: i would think they would have like found an alcove or something or like a small cave
1: well, and, and set that...
0: the stage up in front of that and allowed the sound to bounce off the rock into the audience or something you know the echo from the mountains that were miles away was fucking up Cool. their 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 tempo it messes you up when you hear something coming back at you at a yeah in a way way different time so they they slowed it down and tried to make it make the beat match the the echo coming back at that's them that's
1: interesting wow i'm that already, is pretty cool though i'm yeah. learning some new shit i knew i knew that people were obsessed with queens of the stone age and i recently saw them at louder than life and it was really good but it's like with Tool. I didn't know the lore. So once one mm-hmm. of the little uh, nerds comes out of the woodwork and they're like, did you know that they do the, the whatever sequence of they wrote a song like, by, based on time? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. But that's interesting. <laughs> um, well, it's
0: one of those things that can get you into somebody's music. It gives you some context. It's like, yeah, I, I would compare it to hearing a song in a video game or in a movie. Like maybe you, you heard it before, you didn't care for it, but you...
1: Understand Hear it with this context
0: of, of the video game or movie or whatever it is. And it clicks.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's like every fucking full episode that we've done where I don't necessarily listen to the artist, but then I learn about them and we mm-hmm. learn about how they play like uh, same J- thing. Jaco Pastorius yeah. and stuff like 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 I would have never listened to that. And if I would have listened to it, I wouldn't have enjoyed it, you know. But same. now that I understand what they're doing. Now I have the capability to enjoy it even more.
0: Yeah, even even with Jaco like like that style of jazz fusion or yeah. whatever the fuck he was doing, I like years and years ago I would have been like, "What is this bullshit?"
1: Yeah, kill me now. And then you know? even
0: <laughs> I think the older I get, the weirder shit I like to listen to. Now it's
1: well, yeah, because when you're when you're a kid, you're looking for something that sounds I don't know that's easy, you know. And then...
0: Well, that's why pop is, so, well, popular.
1: Appeals to a younger crowd. And then as you get older, that shit starts to get boring and you're looking for things that mean a little bit more. Yeah.
0: But then there's also people who are younger that listen to weird stuff. And yeah, it's I mean, like I'm i not, d-
1: I think the natural progression, though, is to first get into music because it, it sounds catchy and appealing and then after that you start to get more curious about the nature of the music and like how did this come about and what are these people thinking and then as you grow and pick up skills of your own you can appreciate the time and effort that these people put into honing this skill sure anyways so in some ways Hami became the pioneer of a new genre when Kios fizzled out and he moved on to Queens of the Stone Age, he decided to see whether magic could strike twice. I think they mean lightning. Uh, this time, rather than seeing what effects the desert might have, Hami and his band traveled to Saundershaus in Germany and they put on the most underground concert of all time. They
0: better have been under fucking ground.
1: Let me read the next sentence. John. Okay. For the deepest gig world record, the band descended 2,300 feet underground into a salt mine, where 300 people in hard hats were able to enjoy their era Valgaris sound back in 2007. Hmm. This echoey chamber created a primordial sense of awe, and in many ways, it genuinely brought rock back to its Stone Age roots. I would have been terrified that this place would um, collapse.
0: You know that thought crossed my mind. Um, I don't know how stable. I mean, they're
1: they're obviously they're twenty three hundred
0: feet underground. That's pretty fucking deep. You got a lot of structure and support around you. I don't know how sound pressure levels would affect a salt chamber.
1: I would just uh, personally, and I think that's probably why they put the uh, guys all right. Well, it just said people in hard hats. I don't know. If well, I they're, worked they're, in a mine, I would, I'm sure I wouldn't be as concerned about it. They're, like, setting off dynamite and shit in there. If they're in I a mine, it's the...
0: probably, like, a, a standard safety measure that, like, you can use this, but under, but like, under these guidelines, what about you the have base? to have safety helmets.
1: Well, yes, the helmet's not going to help you if the well, whole yeah, well, fucking thing crushes you to death.
0: Well, ne- even still, you're, you're, you're in a mine, and things can fall off the roof or the ceiling. I'm worried about the the entire
1: thing collapsing. That's my fear. That's what the hat's for. (laughs) 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 Fuck (laughs) you. Okay. In 4000 BC, the caves of Malta, or more specifically the so-called oracle chambers, were the sites of many things, but perhaps most notably, man's first raves. Cool. They have glow sticks and shit. The structure of these caves were chiseled and honed to a metaphysical intent. While studies and tests by white lab coat clad scientists might have brought validity to theories in recent times, the boom and aura of such spaces are self-evident. It just so happens that our ancient ancestors picked out places with acoustic properties that even the Royal Albert Hall could only dream of, and they put them to good use.
0: And the other thing is there would be next to no noise interference down there. It's just going to be dead quiet, 2,300 feet under a, under a mountain or whatever wherever they're at.
1: When I mean, we went to a salt mine before mm-hmm. in Austria. Yeah. I mean, I was sick as fuck. Yeah. So I don't necessarily remember the whole thing because mm-hmm. I just puked I my guts out. In I, front I don't of the whole think line. we
0: went down that far. We weren't that deep. Well, underground. I no,
1: but I mean, it, I'm pretty sure it was quiet as hell. And like, oh, there yeah. is some deadening that goes on in little caves and stuff where mm-hmm. it's just quiet and creepy as fuck yeah so anyways queens of the stone age were being true to their name the show was not just a gimmick but further interplay from hummy between cool places and the cool sounds they prove conducive to the world was just to see this 2007 show thanks to a concert film but sadly following the band's split from interscope records The recording never came to fruition. That's fucked up. I would be pissed. However, we've contacted Interscope to see whether there's any hope that more than 300 people present will ever see the show. There's a teaser video for it, but I I mean, since this came out like four hours ago or do the math from British time to 6 p.m. now, uh, (laughs) Eastern time. I don't know how many fucking hours that is. I'm going to assume that Interscope has not responded yet. Uh, probably cool. not, yeah. I'm trying to think of the coolest place that I've seen a show, and I think it's all been pretty fucking standard.
0: <laughs> What's that one, uh, is it called Red Rock? Is that a Red venue? Red Rocks, yeah. In, it, uh, it's literally yeah. in the side of a mountain somewhere, isn't Yeah, it?
1: Cassie went there.
0: That's out, it's actually out in the desert, too, I do believe, somewhere. Right? Yeah. Maybe?
1: It, I mean, yes. You've seen pictures of it.
0: I've, uh, I watched, a, a Bill Burr had a special there. Yeah, yeah. That's it's the in, first time I'd ever seen it.
1: It's 10 miles west of Denver. I think Cassie saw uh, cat okay. there. Yeah, uh, I mean
0: that. Honestly, that's a really good spot for you know you got the the, yeah, the rock just reflecting the, the sound. But it's the same same idea as like the coliseums and, and the the theaters from like ancient Greece and stuff. They were built to mm-hmm. project the sound, and everything was made out of yeah. Because those nerds hadn't invented
1: microphones yet, <laughs> right? Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, in Red Rock for Red Rocks, the stage is down at the bottom of this uh, like hill thing. An open-air amphitheater built into a rock structure. There's a large tilted disc-shaped rock behind the stage. A uh, huge vertical rock angled outwards from stage right. And several large outcrops angled outwards from stage left. A seating area for up to 9,525 people. Holy shit. It'd be a cool-ass <laughs> venue to see a show at. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of artists who have said it's their, like the coolest venue that they've played at. Which I bet, I mean, just the landscape out there is fucking cool. Yeah. And it looks like you're on a different planet. I mean, I don't know how many of our listeners have been to different parts of the United States um, and we have some overseas people, but like from where me and Jake are recording this podcast in Virginia to where Red Rocks is in Colorado it is a completely different fucking world mm-hmm. this should be like 10 different countries like just based on the landscape because our needs are not the same as their needs like our oh, yeah. landscape is completely trees different. Fucking grass we got big ass trees here you can't see the sky and in in the desert like you have no shade it only is sky mm-hmm. it's crazy just driving i mean i did that drive the
0: fake cactuses Fake Watching instances.
1: you, yeah. Instead of having your, the, stealing the, your information, what are those? Are those cell phone trees? I don't know those fake trees that we have out here.
0: Oh, those things! Like I think they are towers. cell phone towers, and they just
1: they look like suspicious, very trees. badly
0: disguised trees. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, dude, we don't even notice cell phone towers anymore. Just make it a regular cell phone I, tower. Yeah, I, I notice the if tree. It,
0: if it was a regular tower, I wouldn't even see it.
1: Yeah, I don't fucking notice that shit in the landscape anymore. But in <laughs> in the desert, we we went to Arizona. They had. Some fake fucking cactuses, cacti, cacti. <laughs> I we drove past this one, but I was drunk every time. Well, I wasn't driving. That's why I was drunk. I was drunk like every time we drove past it. I'm like, I swear that fucking cactus has an outlet in it. And then one time we drove past it in the daytime, and I was like, I fucking does. I'm not drunk this time. Yeah, there's <laughs> an outlet in that thing. Their cactuses look real. We need to step it up on the east coast here. Yeah. Oh is yeah. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. I think that's. That's all we should talk about. Oh, um, there was a f- there was a playlist going around. We had a Patreon episode last month about murder ballads that right. I believe Jake read. And Kathleen, my mom, started, she said she wanted to make a, a playlist for it. So she put it up in the Facebook group Death by Music Podcast Fans, and she is taking requests for the murder ballads playlist, and we're gonna put that up on our Spotify as well. So yeah, if you want to be a part of it, if you can think of any songs that are about somebody getting murdered, these are basically just story storytelling of historical murders, uh, then fucking comment on that post. Join our Facebook group. Follow us on social media. <laughs> not that we post anything, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> fuck it. You can see the picture of the guy who is not Jake.
0: Or is it?
1: well no it's not oh Yep, i think that's it if you all want t-shirts too so you can take pictures and pretend to be jake let us know send us an email or something we got a whole bunch of sizes we here. we still
0: got some left so
1: yeah they're like 25 dollars or something i don't care 20 bucks 20 bucks three dollars for shipping if you're in the united states <laughs> uh <so nice laughs> <an email. laughs> that's my podcast team at gmail.com subscribe to our patreon and rest in later Death by Music Podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.